Welcome back to Innocence Lost. Today is Monday, September 20th, and it's fall, baby. The best season of the year, in my opinion. Best for general comfort. Best for fashion. Love me some sweaters and some flannels. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, I just got back from a vacation where I was supposed to go to Bonnaroo, but that ended up getting canceled because of Hurricane Ida, unfortunately. So I spent that time just seeing some friends, helping my family move, which kind of sucked. Um, but I ended up going to Pitchfork Music Festival later in the week, saw some awesome acts. Angel Olsen is like my favorite person ever. Uh, Big Thief is maybe the best band touring right now. Um, so yeah, still got some great music and got a good emotional reset. Um, I'm back in Brooklyn, ready to make things happen. Um, long overdue for some cool stuff coming. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to make it happen. So today's episode is with Joey Pasternak. A good friend from college, and we caught up for the first time in a while, and had a had a nice conversation. We talk about his book, Boot. Um, we talk about how we met, and uh, and music. He's a very close musical friend to me. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Early one morning while making the rounds, I took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down. I went right home and I went to bed I stuck at 1144 beneath my head Got up next morning and I grabbed that gun I'm, I'm drinking whiskey tonight I noticed, I, I saw that, you're drinking it straight too <laughs> Yeah, so I've been looking for work and one of the things I interviewed for recently <laughs> Was this dude has a, a whiskey distillery like a like a twenty five minute bike ride away or so, and it's just this one guy who like used to be in finance and then he like quit his job and just decided to open his own like whiskey distillery and it's just him and he says he hires like assistants every once in a while um, to like work for like a couple months, um, so I interviewed there and yeah and I bought I bought a bottle of his whiskey and he gave me it for like half off which was nice. Um, and I'm drinking it. I don't drink. I don't drink whiskey too often, so I'm probably gonna be a little drunk. That's alright. That's alright. I'm already half drunk anyway. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, actually you're... listening to a podcast where you were talking about um, your mom and her boyfriend got engaged. Yeah, they did. They did. I was relating to when you guys said how weird it is when your parents start. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> it, it was like a strange thing, too, because I don't know if it happened in the last one. It was with Raj. Yeah, yeah. My my mom got engaged to Scott, and then my dad got engaged to his girlfriend. It's like a competition. Yeah, so they both got married, or they're both, like, they both got engaged in, like, a two-week stretch. So that was, like, kind of whack <laughs> to me. Um when I was uh, when I was in one of my manic episodes, I I got into some altercations with my mom's boyfriend. Yeah. Like screaming. Yeah. Um. It's a good person to take anger out on. Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> proud of it, obviously. It's a bit immature, right. but. Yeah. It's all right. It is what it is. What did give me? Uh, we talked a little bit about um, your writing today. Give me like a day to day. Give me, like, a day-to-day of your, like, writing process. So, like, today. I would love to, actually. I, um... So, I didn't even really know that, like, to help you be an efficient writer, to have your, like, make a routine. I didn't really know that. But this is my routine anyway. So, basically, um... I get up at, like, 10.30. Uh, coffee. Lots of it. I read the New York Times. I do the crossword. I can only do up to the Wednesday. Um, anything past that's too hard. But like, I do the crossword because like it helps me like you know get you know vocabulary stuff moving. Um, you know, eat breakfast at the same time. 
around 12, 12.30, I start writing. I make, uh, Zoe's really into loose leaf tea, so I, like, I steal her tea. Um, I light some incense, and then I go into that room, and I sit down, and I just, uh, I type for two, two and a half hours, pretty much until, like, I can't make any sentences because my brain's tapped out. Then I take, like, a 30-ish minute break, eat lunch, um, nothing fancy, like PB&Js and shit go back at it again for another two two and a half hours stop uh eat dinner with zoe watch a show with her we were, we're watching like three shows we alternate yeah what are they um deadwood we just started okay um we were watching house of cards but uh-huh. i've seen it before and i know yeah. where it goes and it kind of sucks yeah. And and like Zoe kind of got sick of me complaining, so we we switched to Deadwood. Um, we're watching Game of Thrones too, because okay. Zoe's never seen it. Um, Jon Snow just got stabbed. <laughs> Big moment. <laughs> so that and that's also the last actual book thing that happens in Game of yeah. Thrones. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, his last words were "ghost." Fun fact. Anyway, um, and we're watching House House. And- Oh, nice. Remember uh, Ryan Ozelli? Yeah, yeah, I do, uh, actually. That was his favorite show, House. He was a nursing major, right? No, nah, he was a comp sci guy. He's like he's working in Willis Tower in Chicago, doing like a, some comp sci shit. Dude, if, if you, if you want to differentiate, differentiate yourself as a Chicago and you got to keep calling it the Sears Tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. That's That sucks that I said that. It's weird. I've been calling it Willis Tower for some reason. I don't even know if it's Willis Tower anymore. No, nah, it still is. It still is. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure it would have been pretty huge news if they changed it again. Yeah. But yeah, so we were watching these three, those three shows. We've been watching a lot of TV. What else have we been yeah. watching? I like that, uh, Succession. HBO. Succession? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched a little bit of that. That's a really good show. That's with, like, um... I remember there was one scene where, like, the the dude with the Macklemore haircut, like, jerked off out of the window yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, have you seen the show The Boys? Yeah. That, that show is fucking hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. They really go for it with the gore, which I appreciate. I like gore. You should watch um, Invincible. I'm not an anime guy. It's like it's like the boys, but am- animated. Have guy, you seen it? Right? No, I've heard about it. You should, dude. It's it's very good. Okay. Very, very, very good. And like the voice actors they have, they must have spent like a billion dollars because uh, it's like J.K. Simmons. Uh, nice. That that Ali guy who won the Oscar for Green Book. Mahershala. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to try to pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching. But anyway, for the writing thing, then we watch a show, and then I write one more time at night. So there's like three, three sessions. Nice. It seems like this process... I mean, you've written a lot of pages. Yeah. So it seems like it must work for you. It does. I, cool. I just can't wait until I finish this revision... Because I want to write new stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm writing stuff that's already written, and it's hard. It's actually harder. It takes longer to change stuff that's written to make yeah. it better. And I really can't wait to... Because I already have a lot of stuff in mind for the sequel. Uh-huh. Like I mentioned, that fire powder subplot. The guy's going to make a cannon. <laughs> it's going to be badass. Nice. So, uh, so talk about the book a little bit. Right, right, right. So... Um, as I, as I started with before, you start, gotta start with the geography, which is easy. It's just like the West coast of America. So picture California and then picture the desert, Nevada, um, and then the Rocky mountains and obviously the sea. So basically the concept is, um, I was, you know, sort of inspired by climate change. Um, I, like, had this vision in mind of, like, a a civilization down south that is pretty much 
um, emptied of resources and water and food, you know, things they need to survive because it's so hot down there. But they're rich, like they have a lot of gold and stuff, so there's like a little bit of irony there. Um, so they send an army up the coast of, imagine, California um, to go find, you know, to go make their own territory. But obviously there's another kingdom up there, so that's where the war starts. Um, so there's that war, and there's champions. It centers around a self-sword named Boot and his apprentice named Artemis, who's an archer which is a, a reference to the Greek goddess of, of the hunt, Artemis. Um, so those two are the main, like, two-ish characters. So it starts with Artemis and Boot going off to the mountains to try to get aid from, like, these tribesmen or natives or Native Americans because, like, the other, the opposing force or kingdom pretty much committed genocide against them in past years so they're trying to delve into that um because they need more people if they want to win the war at the same time there's like the pirate character my favorite character marvin um black marvin i i originally had him called skinny marvin or no no no, starvin marvin like like the south park character but i figured i'd get get my dick suit off if i did that so he's just Marvin, um, and uh, the sea—it's not like the Atlantic Sea, but it's called the Sinking Sea because it's plagued with whirlpools and shit. It's just like a really fucking dangerous sea. And his story starts with his ship going down in a whirlpool. He comes up on like he gets he gets recovered by an enemy vessel. They send him to a prisoner of war camp where he's basically tortured. Um. I'll spoil it, I guess, because this isn't a real thing. He escapes. Uh, <laughs> he escapes, and uh, basically it all comes up to a, a, like a big, huge battle at the end. And they didn't have a navy, so Marvin, he used to be a pirate. So he got the funds from like the rich uh, government, and he, he, he conjured up a pirate fleet that comes in and, and helps them, you know, win the war. Nice. <laughs> so you, you've been working on it for six years, right? It, it, it's interesting. So I, I started it in when I was at God Camp. That was probably 2017. I wrote that first chapter, and then I just kept writing, adding on, like, pay, a paragraph after paragraph throughout college, you know. Every day or so, I'd write a little bit more until it became, like, this 500-page thing. And um, this year has been the first time where I've really been able to just do nothing but write, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. I hate writing short stories, uh, uh, like what we did in Ryzen Weber's class. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I had a whole thing in mind for that short story that I wrote, uh, but we couldn't, we couldn't go any further. Yeah. It's just not enough time. So just like having the freedom to, and I, having the freedom to just write, you know, what's in my head. Yeah, it's a great it's a great perk of not being in college. When you're in college, you have to write and read so much formulaic shit. Like you don't have time, just do shit for yourself. So definitely, uh, definitely a plus being out of there. Um, so that's awesome. So it's gonna be done in the next six months. Earlier. Um, earlier for sure i thought i was gonna get it done by my birthday i didn't but that's okay I, it's only like 60 pages left uh-huh. i'm gonna add one chapter because like there's this enemy king in the book but he's undefined as of now so i'm gonna add a chapter where like i, I have him be a character because i'm reading a book uh or a trilogy about king henry the sixth um and it's so fucking interesting man um, and Thomas Cromwell, so I'm gonna, like, really incorporate that into my, like, portrayal of this king. Yeah. Um. And, the the title's Boot. Boot. That's it, uh, you, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, well, I'm very happy for you. I'm glad, uh, glad it's, uh, coming to fruition. It's an amazing feeling. It wow. is. It really is. Yeah.
And it's nice. I was kind of talking about it in the 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 lost tapes, but um, I it's nice having a it's just life's just a little better when you have a creative project going. I, I felt like I was very much in lull after graduation for like six months. I just like didn't know what I was doing, uh, but I still don't know what I'm doing. But like, it's nice just having something to like chip away at and work on. Um, it helps keep me sane. And yeah, help, me, like, helps keep alive. me sober. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shit. Because like, if I didn't have boots to write about all the time, like you know me, yeah. <laughs> I've been filling myself with other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've been smoking a lot of weed recently. Damn, good for you. Me too. Well, I've actually. It's funny. I've actually have been smoking for like constantly for years, but I've stopped mm -hmm. now because I don't. You know, I don't have a steady income and right weed's expensive yeah we got this uh <laughs> it's um it's funny we got this newsstand that's like a 10 minute walk away from us and you just go up to it and say uh i want an m25 and they give you an eighth <laughs> it's and it's 25 bucks yeah it's pretty like a fun sunday activity for me <laughs> um but yeah smoking a lot of weed maybe a little too much weed Probably should cut back. Ah, who uh, cares? I, 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 I will always disagree when people say that. Zoe's always like, I'm smoking too much. Yeah. I'm like, if, you should only cut back if, it, if it's detrimental to what you want to be doing in your life. You know? Like, if, if you want to be doing something like working out or doing something creative, but you choose to smoke weed instead... That's when it's a problem. And, I, and I've been there in the past. Um, and I don't think I'm there right now. So that's why I think I'm okay at the moment. But yeah, there were times in college where I would definitely just like smoke weed and not do anything. Or like get high and go to class. Or like, I don't know. I remember one time I showed up like really, really high to a, um, like a poetry reading. <laughs> and I like, and I like did, like I performed and I like bombed like so bad. And I don't think anyone like, I don't remember it. Yeah, and like no one like knew I was high, and I was obviously paranoid about that. But I remember after that being like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> I should probably not just like hit my dad pen all the time." Um, that's the thing that does it for me too. Typically, those like pens, like they're so like convenient and like yeah. That's actually strong. why I don't like them. They're too uh -huh. convenient. Yeah. They fucked me. Like, I, I don't have the self-control. Like, I hit yeah. him like I hit a jewel, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, if you hit it, if you try and hit, a like, a, a dab pen like a jewel, it, like, it's gonna get you really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. that, uh, that poetry reading. Toonie told us to, like, make, like, a witty introduction for the next person. And I was the only one to do it. I was introducing Johnny Whitfield, and I just said... Our next, our next poet has a dead father. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> he always used to talk about that. Yeah. Which is, it's a good way of, uh, good way of coping. Dude, I, I, I like, <laughs> I hate that we, um, I like, I, I hate to like rehash this conversation, but I really want to talk about, I want to include our discussion about, um, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. <laughs> so we should just talk about it again <laughs> okay okay I, I, I could bring it up alright so so I was at your house or your apartment in Chicago we were playing Call of Duty yeah. and you just casually say like oh this Better Call Saul show is good maybe I should watch it and I was like have you seen Breaking Bad and you were like no and it sort of blew my mind because it, yeah. it, you, got, you have to see Breaking Bad to understand yeah. the context of Better Call Saul and, like, you just have to watch Breaking Bad in general. Like, that was just, like, a big hole on my, like, watch list. But then, and then I watched it all in, like, three weeks and fucking loved it. Yeah, and then I've been watching Better Call Saul since, and I am pretty much caught up. And we kind of talked about where we're at, uh, how he ends the, the season going, it's all good, man. And that's, like, him transitioning to his alter ego officially. Yeah, um, his fucking asshole of a brother. Just like the whole scene where he tricks Chuck and proves in front of everyone that his electric... Yeah. It's not yeah. real. 
Like, it's devastating, yeah. but it had to happen. It did. It did. Yeah, that's a good moment. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about... So something I was thinking about between the two shows. Um, Breaking Bad... So Breaking Bad definitely does have a slow burn, I would say, at the beginning. But it seems like it does get batshit, like pretty sued into the show tuco when tuco arrives it 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 starts getting amplified yeah and it seems like better call saul is definitely a much different like tone and style and it's a little bit more of like a there's not as much on the line yeah it's really it's really yeah i mean the majority of it is just about a lawyer who like likes to cut corners but he's really not doing I don't know. He's not, like, making math and selling it. Like, Yeah, and uh, the, the, the intro scene is him trying to defend these, like, teenagers who are fucking a dead body or something. And he's saying, like, we've all been kids. Like, we've all been there. That's so classic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and the actor, uh, Odernick or whatever. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, yeah. Bob Odenkirk. He's, he's great. He's... Yeah, nah, he's a genius. He's, like, he's one of those guys that... He's just, like, one of those, like, comedy legends who just, like, made, like, a full transition and just awesome, dramatic actor. Um, you I know, he, he was, he uh... He was, like, the second choice to be Michael Scott on... Was he? Yeah. That's why, in The Office, he, he plays, like, a manager in another, like, oh, district. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously... Obviously, Steve Carell was the one who made it famous, but I think I think Bob Odenkirk would have been awesome <laughs> at that too. <laughs> and I especially like uh, you get to see Mike. I think Mike is such a fascinating character. Mike's Mike's a badass. I like uh, I like all this shit in season four with the Germans when it's like they're at like the bunker or whatever, and Mike's like overseeing them. That shit's all really good. Or like uh, when he puts that something or other under is is his welcome mat so he yeah. can tell that people are in his house and he fucks, <laughs> he fucks these two people up who are thugs that are 30 years younger than him yeah. and he embarrasses them it's fucking uh, a <laughs> he's like a fucking like yeah he's like super bad he's awesome i like the shit when uh he's like trying to i don't know the nitty-gritty of it but he's trying to like frame some like drug dealers I remember. Like, he throws the he throws like the shoes on the wire, <laughs> and he snipes it, and it gets so yeah, that the yeah. cocaine lands on the truck. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, it's the dude who was in the wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, was threatening his family, mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, that show's fucking fire. Um, I think we kind of talked about how we think it's gonna end, or, uh, or hope at least. Yeah, it's just like they have the shit with the. Uh, Cinnabon that's kind of like it it's basically we didn't know at first but we know now that it's after the events of Breaking Bad so it's after he made the call to like get yeah and of course there's that comment he makes in one of the episodes in Breaking Bad where he's like if I'm lucky I'll be running a Cinnabon in Nebraska you know (laughs) um (laughs) but like well as I said um in the lost tapes what I'm hoping for is a Jesse Pinkman um, and a, a Saul interaction. Like, I want to yeah. see their first interaction. I need I need more Jesse Pinkman in my life. Because, like, you could imagine him being Jesse Pinkman doing something really fucking stupid. Yeah. And needing a lawyer like, um, yeah. you know, Saul. Saul Did you, uh, where'd you grow up? I grew up um, in a suburb right on the border of the west side of Chicago called River Forest. Uh-huh. It's usually like combined with another 
Dillage called Oak Park, Oak Park River Forest, OPRF. Um, pretty affluent area, I won't lie. Um, but it was a good, you know, it was a good place to grow up. Really good public yeah. schools, really good um, sports programs, all that sort of stuff. Gotten in a lot of trouble with the local police because they didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, there was, like, a huge bust about uh-huh. about pool hopping. They uh-huh. came at us like we were fucking, um, you know, Pablo Escobar. Yeah. It's, like, it's harmless, harmless fun. Like, it's whatever. And I remember they, uh, the pool was right by my house. And it was just a coincidence. All the kids they caught, they, 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 they made them sit on the front lawn of my house just purely by coincidence coincidence and i actually got away but i figured that they were they were in they were at my house i was i was fucked either way so i came out of a bush with my hands up and i'm like 12 years old at this point <laughs> so i'm coming coming out of a bush with my hands up saying don't shoot <laughs> but yeah that's where uh, i went to high school at OPRF, which was a really uh really big school really diverse school um mm-hmm. I got a taste of, you know, pretty much, you know, the black, white, Asian, like, all sorts of nationalities and races. Um, It was a pretty, like, liberal, you know, open-minded school. Mm -hmm. Um, There was, for sure, a gap between the honors classes and the normal classes. Yeah. um, Which is always there, but it was really significant in OPRF. Like, it was at the point where... Like, I, I would be in a normal physics class, and I, I would be listening to music in both ears all the yeah. time because it was just too easy. Yeah. But it was a good school. Gotcha. And I uh, okay. played lacrosse there, soccer, wrestled for a year. Nice. So, active active childhood, lots of sports, lots of shenanigans. Hell yeah. Who were, uh, what was, like, one of your best friends in the high school? Like, a formative person who kind of... Um, I had a really good friend, actually, um, female friend. Her name's Sinead. Yeah, I've met her. That's cool. Right! I was, yeah. like, I'm calling up in that night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sinead was, it was, just, well, I was sort of there for her when she was getting treated like shit by one of my friends. You know, like, it, it sucks out sometimes your friends treat girls like shit, you know, like, yeah. you know, but anyway, I helped her through that, and then when I got hospitalized the first time, she was really, really there for me. And, um, you know, it, it made a friendship that yeah. it, it persists to this day. We still talk right now and hang out. That's great. Yeah. That, that's cool you have that. It's important to have that. Uh, what, what, what did you like to do? We really just liked to drive around and smoke uh-huh. weed. Yeah. Um and tried not to get caught you know and yeah i actually remember the first time i ever smoked weed was with two of my friends uh from the soccer team uh-huh. and it was actually right around when skyrim came out oh. and it was the first time i got high <laughs> and like i was attacking one of the giants <laughs> and i got like smacked into the goddamn stratosphere <laughs> And was like laughing my goddamn ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine a better thing to do during your first time. Yeah, and listen to tunes. I know you really like music. Yeah, I'm seeing your Beastie Boys shirt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty much. I don't know. I was talking about it with Kelsey not that long ago. Um, but yeah, pretty much everyone. I'd say like nine times out of ten, if I'm like close to you, I've had some sort of like connection with music in some way like i think i don't know it's like really just how i like judge character in a lot of ways like it's it's one thing to have like and i really like people who have shit taste in music and it's fine i i hate people who are just like who have shit taste in music and they're just like like shit on other people's taste in music you know i i understand what you mean because um I'm thinking of like when we were playing Guitar Hero together, and you jumped on that song three three eleven, uh, yeah. beautiful disaster. 
The first time I played that song, Guitar Hero, like four years earlier, I was like, that song fucking bangs. <laughs> yeah, and we, we had like the same experience with it. Uh, did you notice when you were listening that I like played music? Like, like yeah, yeah, uh, I did. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna play that 311 song at some point in this because <laughs> that's such a good song. <laughs> so, what made you go to Wesleyan? Um, money. They gave me the biggest scholarship, and um, lacrosse too. So you went your freshman year to play, and then no, no, no. I won't. I won't lie. I walked on. I got, I got the scholarship for my academics. Um, but I wanted to play lacrosse, so I tried out as a goalie, yeah. made the team, um, eventually got kicked off because I was a shithead, yeah. uh, but that's okay, I eventually got invited back, but that was uh, literally right when one of my manic episodes happened, so I couldn't play, yeah. but, uh, yeah, some of my, you know, a few of my best friends were on that lacrosse team. Pretty shitty, you know, when uh, you're not on the team anymore, you know. Yeah, sucks. Yeah, um, so you had a manic episode and you took a break from Wesleyan, right? That was just like one of my third or fourth manic okay. episodes. I could tell. I could talk about that though, if you want me to. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, so the first manic episode I had, they actually misdiagnosed it. Um. They diagnosed me with uh, GAD, General Anxiety Disorder, because I couldn't sleep. They thought I was too anxious to sleep, but it was, it was just because I was manic. Um, so that was my senior of high school, and it was during soccer tryouts. And I was already on varsity as a junior, but I was in the hospital during uh, tryouts. So basically, I lost my spot. I, I was on a yeah. team, but I, I didn't play um so that was like the first one and then so they uh when i was in the hospital they gave me a, um, a medication and I, I i clearly i can remember this in my head one of the doctors comes in and instead of asking me like treating me like an adult and saying are you having suicidal ideations he goes like are you having dark thoughts <laughs> and I was like, no. But the thing was, the medication they gave me, I, I had never had a suicidal thought in my entire life. But they gave me that medication, and I woke up the next morning, and the first the first thought I had was, uh, I'm, I need to kill myself. Yeah. But I didn't tell anyone, because obviously that's a scary thing to, to oh, yeah. deal with. Yeah. But um, they let me out, and about a month later, I told... You know, I told my mom, I was like, mom, something's wrong. Uh, something's wrong, you know. So I got hospitalized again, missed more of the soccer season, came back, really doped up and fucked up. Um, so that was the first two. And then the next major one was the real adventure. Um, this was when you were a freshman, I was a sophomore. I was living in uh, Dolan, and like a bunch of things happened at once. Like one of the stressors was the lacrosse team thing, like being invited back on a team, yeah. even though like I didn't really want to. Like I wanted to, but lacrosse goalies are crazy and, and ultra competitive and, and, yeah. and fucking assholes. Um, yeah. So there was that, and. Basically, what happened, and then there was, uh, you know, just school stuff, Darcy stuff. It got to the point where I didn't sleep for like three or four days. Um, and no one knew at that point what, what was going on because I hadn't been diagnosed with BP yet. Right. So I went to Darcy on my own accord. I knew something was wrong. I didn't know what, but I knew something was wrong. I went to her, I said, I need a, I need a leave of absence, um, which she agreed with, and I went home, and at this point, I was fully manic and a nightmare, and my parents, my parents were split up, um, so I was living with my dad, or stayed with my dad, and I was very paranoid I was going to get thrown in another um, hospital. Yeah. Because it's obviously uh, uh, not 
not a great experience. So, <laughs> um, so I bought a one-way ticket to Arizona with the money that I had. And um, before either of my parents or anyone knew what happened, I was in Phoenix by myself. Um, all the money I had, I, I turned into cash because I thought my mom was going to steal it from me. And I was like giving it away. So this is like four or five nights without sleeping. Why, uh, why Phoenix? Because my buddy Cole, uh, one of the friends I made on the lacrosse team, he lived out there. Uh, and for some reason I thought like I could go be with him in the West and be free, like pioneer yeah. type shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was in Flagstaff, which is three hours north of Phoenix. So I was all alone. <laughs> So, um, what I wound up doing was wandering around Phoenix until I somehow wound up at the airport and I passed out in the parking lot. Um, I, the last thing I remember was sitting on the curb and I woke up in an emergency psych ward and it, it was probably the scariest place that I've ever been in. Um, this like people, this is where they put people who are ODing you know like who were trying to hurt themselves or hurt others and it was like army barracks style there's no privacy oh and earlier my dad of course was trying to hunt me down you know because he's a good person but he, he chased me through the airport and it got so bad that the airport security police followed us and I was just like, I told these people, I, the police, I was like, keep this man away from me. I don't want to fucking talk to him. And that's what they did. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Uh, so then, like, that's probably why I was at the airport. Passed out there. Uh, came back home to Chicago. Got tricked into getting into another hospital. Was there for about a month. Got out. Still wasn't well. Went back in <laughs> to a different one. Um, and then came out and then did nine months of outpatient therapy. Okay. And was that, how was that process? So basically it was like, it's actually Chicago has a really renowned program at Rush, um, for mental health outpatient. So it was like a program where if like five days a week to start, at least you go there, it starts, it goes from nine to like three or four, nine to 12 is group therapy, group talk. So I know all about group talk, group vocabulary, right. and I can identify okay. it and I fucking hate it. Um, and then there was the art, the art therapy, which I really didn't like. Cause I'm not into like drawing art type shit. You know, right. I, I fucking hated that. And I made it well known that I wanted nothing to do with it, yeah. which caused problems with the other people. Um, yeah. But I stuck in there for nine months, and I graduated. If 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 you uh, if they think you're healthy enough to go back out and live, you graduate, and they, they give you a, a a video that describes your journey throughout the experience. And my video was Rocky climbing the steps. <laughs> nice. And do you think? Do you think? Um, do you think it was a positive experience overall? absolutely absolutely it wasn't easy and i didn't like it at least at the start but it was necessary um yeah you know it, it to deal with an illness like like one i've got you either gotta face it head on or you, or it rules you you know yeah. you, there's no hiding from it Right. And and it was it was during those nine months that I, I really came to understand that. And um, it's like you guys, the friends I've made after that, they never really knew who I was before mm -hmm. I went through that rock bottom. I can probably call that a rock bottom. Yeah. But it, it you know, it made me into more of a relaxed sort of um <laughs> but yeah relaxed cool. understanding person yeah well thank you for sharing I appreciate so afraid of getting more she's always running for something so many things ignored i
showed up, you graduated from that, and then you decided to go back to Wesleyan. I went right back. That was actually how I got out of it. Uh, well, not how, but I knew it. that they weren't going to let me go easily if I didn't have a reason. Yeah. So I re I uh, I ended my leave of absence, and I was working at Whole Foods too at the time. Went back and ended up graduating with honors, cum laude, mm -hmm. which is amazing. My my GPA after one semester was less than a two point oh. Yeah. So big climb, and then you came back, and we met. We met in that Joyce class. Yeah, yeah, we started hanging out. Um, the first time we really interacted, sort of, was the barn dance debacle. <laughs> yeah. That was the first time we really <laughs> hung out. Uh, I haven't thought about that in a while. That was that debacle is a good word for that. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, so that was like an early. Thing we did. And and that was the first time I met both you and Amber. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, I didn't really meet her, I heard her puke. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember, um, like, when that semester was ending, when our Joyce class was ending, we all, like, hung out in Drake Jameson at your apartment with, um, you, Adam Jowney, and Veer, that guy Veer. Troy Veer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I miss Troy. I miss Beer. Yeah. The only kid who's played FIFA with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, that's when we started hanging out. And we played soccer together, which is fun. Right. Uh, we also, uh, that is also how I, I knew you. Yeah, I think we I think we did play, like, before we really met. We were like uh, ships in the dark, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, soccer was always a good time, um, and we were always, once we like knew each other, yeah, we took a few English classes together, we did that writing one, um, and then all those poetry events and whatnot, um, and lots of lots of drinking together, too. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, many, many of good nights, um, and then, oh, lots of Guitar Hero, too. So much Guitar Hero. You were the, you were the one person who actually could yeah. do it. No one else wanted to because they were too afraid of failing. Yeah, yeah. I got pretty good. You did, dude. You I were an expert. Good. Next time you're in Chicago, we'll get that shit rolling. So, so you graduate, which is awesome. Cum laude, which I I think the I think the term cum laude is it always makes me laugh because it's like come come louder. <laughs> Those Latins, they knew what they were doing. Um, so you do that, and then you go back to, well, you meet Zoe in college. Um, do you want to talk about that? This is like, oh, it's a great story. Okay. So actually, I don't remember the first time I met Zoe. Um, or I, I barely do. I remember asking her for a number. She told me she was a lesbian. I was like, that, and I was like, that's okay. You, okay. You know, I can take your rejection. It's okay. Um, I, but I think that same night was the night I threw the table out of the window because, and everyone tries to cast me as the bad guy, but I, for weeks, tried to get these girls to get the table out of our goddamn apartment and no one would. And one of the nights I got so fed up, I threw it out the fourth floor window. <laughs> um, anyway. So Zoe didn't talk to me for a few months. We hung out again. And then I kept pursuing her. Um, and then she started hanging out with me. We hung out for like a month without doing anything. Because um, I didn't know how passive she was. Um, so we were just hanging out, which was fine. She was playing Sims. I was playing or watching her play Sims. And then eventually, you know, one thing led to another. I finally nutted up and kissed her. Yeah. And that's how pretty much our relationship started. And you've been together for like two years now. Yeah, since then. Is that the longest relationship you've had? Oh, yeah. It's the only really. Well, no, it's not true. The best one. Not the only. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nice. Well, I'm really happy to hear that. I, Zoe's, Zoe's amazing, man. Yeah, no, we're doing really great together. Um, yeah. We're going to get our own place one of these days. Yeah. 
And it's gonna be awesome. fuck, it's gonna be fucking great. Yeah. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna be back in Chicago in the next couple of years. I think. We I should like, all hang like, out. All like the OG crew. Yeah, I like I really, really love it out here. Um but there are too many homies in Chicago. <laughs> like so, I, the siren calls the, the hometown, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what Stephen uh, King wrote in some book. Yeah. And it's not a bad place for all the homies to be. No, Chicago is beautiful, dude. I love this city. We gotta go ice skating again. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely like... Yeah. I like... I want to spend, I would say, my 20s and 30s just kind of like... Doing Chicago and New York. Like, they're just, like, my two favorite places in the country. I do want to visit you in New York at some point. Because I, I, I want to see you. Obviously, I want to see New York. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the best. And yeah, you'll make it out here eventually. We should talk, we about, should talk music about music a little bit more before we end. Um, what's your favorite concert you've ever been to? <sighs> okay, well, first, Broad. It's, it's Lollapalooza, but I'll get to uh-huh. the specifics. Um, I think it was the first time I was there. I was just a kid, like 14, maybe. Um, and we were at Perry's, you know, Perry's, the, yeah. the, the EDM place. Yeah. Um, but it, but they called it off for like an hour because it was a thunderstorm. Uh-huh. But when they called it back on, it was, I think it was Foster Damas. Uh-huh. And it was mud <laughs> mosh pits and it was fucking insanity yeah like nothing else i've ever been um but in terms of like music music probably paul mccartney at lala nice yeah my favorite show is a lala too i saw lcd sound system there and that was like yeah just life-changing <laughs> just so good blink 182 was good i wish they still yeah. had time to long but he's an alien guy now I know, and he's right. Have you heard about all this crazy UFO shit? But I can't believe he quit one of the most popular. I know. I know right? Have you been listening to anything good recently? So as you said, like I, I love, I love music. When I write boots, sometimes like I have songs in my head that are like scoring That's what's good. going on. Um, there's this song called John the Fisherman. Have you heard that? I no. Don't think so. I'll send it to you. It's okay. it's a great song. But I have this vision in my head of um, Artemis as a bun- with a bunch of marines storming a beach. And yeah, he, he, he asks one of the people, he's like, what would you have been if you weren't here doing this fighting? And the guy says, like, I would have been a fisherman. And it cuts into the song. Da-na-na, um, yeah. but other than that, there's this Lord song. Oh, is it a new one? No, well, I know a new one came out, but there's this Lord song that... I listened to the new Lord song today, actually. It's good. It's called, uh, Hard Feeling Slash Loveless. And it just has, like, the, the, the beat is so dope. Ah. Um, I'm a big fan of that. And, um, I've been trying to break out of, like, my classic rock, alternative rock shell. I've been listening to Megan Thee Stallion. Okay. Um, nice. and Da Baby. <laughs> like, like, when I, when I'm driving around, like, I, I bump nice. those. Um, yeah. I love Megan Thee Stallion. I love yeah. hearing female rappers, like, do the same thing that male rappers do. Yeah. It's instead of saying like I fucked her in her ass and shit, they're like I grabbed his dick and ripped it <laughs> off or whatever. Yeah, it's cool. I've been listening to a ton of Johnny Cash recently. Johnny Cash, hell, fuck yeah. Man. I saw. Uh, I watched Walk the Line for the first time. Mm-hmm. Was... Cry, cry, cry. You hear it? That's yeah, so fucking good. Have you heard? Uh, you have to look at his covers. He covers one by you too. Oh really? That's serious. I love his I love his Nine Inch Nails Hurt cover. That's amazing. Um, another song I've been back when I was working at Jewel, I was listening to like Irish sort of ballads. There's a song called Sam Hall by the uh-huh. Dubliners. Uh-huh. It's a, it inspired a character in Boot. 
because um, like in the final big battle like the, the king conscripted a bunch of farmers to fight for him and their leader's name is Sam Hall who's a chimney sweep and he fights with a fucking fire poker <laughs> um, and a good Johnny Cash one is uh, Hung My Head by Johnny Cash is one of my favorite or Co- Cocaine Blues That's a- cocaine, cocaine Blues is I think one of the best songs ever written <laughs> took a shot of cocaine and shot my, shot my woman down it's just the opening line it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> and then he wakes up, grabs his gun, and takes another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Well, I'm getting really hot in my room, and I kind of want to put my fan yeah, man. and hang out. Um, but it was it was great catching up. Um, this was a lot of fun. I will I'll let you know when it's coming out, um, and I will see you. Yeah, I have to hunker down and work for the next couple months because I'm super fucking broke. Um, but I'm going to come back from Chicago in September. So yeah, I'll hit me up, dude. I'll definitely hit you up then. And, uh, yeah, and let me know Let me know when the book's done. I will. Oh, okay. I will. I'll yeah. be letting everyone know. <laughs> All right, man. So you can end your work. You can end your Thanks work. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, for if sure. I gave a second to a second, thought I'd watch my youth slip right through my wide eyes. If I told you that I loved you, that would be a guarantee That there's nothing or no one else for me Oh, I can't be in charge of breaking hearts That ain't a job, girl, don't you make a monster out of me Oh, I'm trying to try my best to write the words into phrases Phrases from all the phases, all for you I'll keep living, you can stay I don't mind the company, babe Just know I ain't old enough to say That what I have is what's ahead Oh, you're the one until I'm dead I'll kiss your lips and I'll bless your brain I'm a Jolly Roger, darling Dodger Bane